I've, I've been involved in a commission of inquiry myself, um, and I think they've done great work. And the scope was um, rather large uh, that of, of the things that they had to cover. So um, the limited thing about commissions of inquiry is um, they, they make recommendations. So their role are, are investigative and advisory. And that's often to the executive. Um, so, uh, but but uh, that said, I think that the Zonda Commission has done remarkable work. Um, yes, and, and and my colleagues um, and the commission have to be applauded for for that remarkable work. We also joined by Advocate uh, Gavin Rome SC. Thanks so much for your time as well. Welcome to Update at Noon. Uh, thank you very much. Happy to be here, Advocate Rome. South Africans still digesting what the commission reports, you know, have highlighted, even though we sat through and most of us watched uh, those proceedings unfold live. But why are we talking about amnesty at this stage? Um, I I think there's a short answer to that. It's the same reason why we were talking about amnesty uh, two years and three months ago, Uh, that the evidence is there. It's been there for some time. That's there have been no prosecutions. So why amnesty and not uh, seek justice first and foremost? Uh, I I think in a utopian world, um, we would be uh, seeking, uh, as we put in the article, uh, a general, prosecute them all, and all participants in uh, state capture and systemic corruption uh, should be prosecuted. Our concern is that we have become a society where corruption has been normalized and in which the institutions of state appear to lack the capacity uh, to uh, prosecute those uh, who were involved in state capture. And we think we need to have a more uh, creative approach, but that does not mean uh, that we uh, that we think there should be no justice. Uh, our proposal is crafted uh, in a way which would require full accountability and full recovery um, or disgorgement, uh, to use the more legal term, of all ill-gotten gains. Um, So we would not uh, seek to avoid justice. We are seeking to find a means uh, which South Africa, as we put it, can clamber out of the well of corruption. So, Advocate Mohapi, I apologize. Um, Let's speak to that conditional um, amnesty that you talk about. So, how would it be implemented? Yes, I think uh, well, without being prescriptive um, in any way, we are thinking of a, a body that is similar to what has been done in this country uh, through the Exchange Control Amnesty Amendment Act. It would be uh, a body, um, or it would be done through uh, a, a body specially constituted for its purpose. Um, and it would have members uh, or a panel of, of members who would be independent. Um, for instance, with the Exchange Control Amnesty Unit, uh, it had people from the Reserve Bank and it had staff um, uh, seconded from the Reserve Bank to assist in, in that uh, unit's um, role. Um, we, we think that amnesty has to be offered to all who all, um, and so that you have everybody um, 
with information and evidence that can be used to prosecute and to get the big fish, as it were. Um, the importance of that is that um, you then have um, better um, and insights into um, the, the, the corruption, uh, and you get um, evidence uh, that you can then use in, uh, to prosecute. Um, and I think what's important is that it's, it's not mutually exclusive from ordinary prosecutions. Um, there are, even through uh, the Criminal Procedure Act, uh, processes through which the NPA can offer state witnesses amnesty or indemnity if they give um, a full account of what has happened so that they can pursue the big fish as it were. But how would you know that there was indeed full disclosure? Yes, so it's, it's often... Uh, it's, it's, it, uh, it would have to be revocable. Um, so it would often be uh, conditional. Um, you, you know, the person would say that they're giving uh, everything that they know. And if it does transpire that it's not the full, uh, because that would be something that's obviously discovered later, um, uh, then it can be revocable. Um, yeah, so I think I think it it would have to be something that's done uh, along those lines. That um, if it does it does happen that um, further information through other sources uh, comes to light that the applicant for amnesty has not given full disclosure that it can be revoked. So it would it would be a stick um, in this instance. The carrot, of course, is that. Um, you want to give everything so that you get full amnesty. You have the full benefit of the amnesty. So, um, Advocate um, Rome, how would you go about uh, triggering this uh, process of um, offenders actually participating and coming clean? Um, there, we would think that uh, nothing focuses the mind than a, a well-timed prosecution. Um, because uh, we are cognizant that uh, if there is no prospect of, um, of of prosecution, nobody will be applying for amnesty. Um, so how it would ultimately be triggered, we would think, uh, would be in a somewhat dramatic fashion and a dual-strategy approach. Um, that's, the, that's sort of the logistics of it, the tactics of it. Strategically, uh, of course, it would require a lot of hard work and debate to put the mechanisms in place. And we are hoping that we can put something out there which will both uh, stir up debate and will galvanize uh, the NPA. And we are hoping that our proposal does not meet with um, quick fire knee-jerk reactions saying, well, uh, this is just a way out for the criminals. That is completely not the intention. Our intention is to have accounting for the state capture era in a way which is more pragmatic and doable, we think, than uh, the present approach. 
So if we look at, you know, our history as South Africa, the uh, TRC process, what happened there, amnesty was granted. And for those who were not granted t uh, amnesty, there were about 300 files that were then handed over to the NPA. And to this day, the NPA has not, you know, come forth in terms of actually uh, making work of prosecuting those who did not uh, receive amnesty. Yeah. So with that in mind, why would South Africa want to go through another process of that kind with our track it's record? An, it's an excellent question with respect. Um, uh, Advocate Mahathir and myself have some experience uh, with uh, those who did not apply for amnesty uh, not being pro prosecuted. Uh, I think the short answer is we must expect more of the NPA and no backroom deals, which we suspect um, uh, bedeviled uh, the TRC process. Um, so that is one of the reasons we said that the process would be overseen by a body which would be uh, as independent uh, from political interference and decisions to prosecute or not um, uh, would be taken out completely out of the hands of anybody with uh, political um, uh, with uh, pol political influence and be given uh, and made in a transparent manner. Is that even possible, Advocate Marpi? I think that it is. Um, uh, well, if, if we look at the experience uh, um, in, in this country, yes, the, the TRC was uh, sort of the first experience we had, but the Exchange Control Amnesty Amendment Act was also, uh, we think, a relatively successful amnesty that was administered uh, to get people who had not declared um, uh, funds held abroad uh, to do so. So um, we think that the, there is sufficient experience locally and internationally uh, that we can draw from. Um, yes, the TRC um, seems uh, like mm, uh, not a good example of, of success, uh, but there is another example that we think we can draw from. Mm. But in both those examples, Advocate Rome, it seems as though it is the elite in our society, the political elite, uh, those who are economically well healed, who uh, always seem to get the amnesty uh, tray put before them. How, how does this then bolster society's confidence in this country and the government and those who run it? Um, well, just uh, two comments. Um, uh, the, the first is that we would hope that the process uh, would be, uh, and we would, we would think of that a process could be designed where this does not uh, just cater for the elite in the sense of those getting amnesty. And to use the, the phrase foot soldiers, um, and the people lower down in the chain, the, the, the process would be as applicable uh, and as fairly applied to them as it would be to the elite. Um, the difficulty we've had is, is, is getting the elite to be accountable. And we think that the present process of pursuing the elite is simply not working, whether it's through a, a lack of capacity, whether it's through a lack of will, we, we do not know, but it appears that the elite are doing very well under the current system of either not being prosecuted or when they are prosecuted, uh, employing their Stalin grand defenses. So we would suggest that this is uh, uh, far, this, this would 
address the concerns about uh, the system benefiting the elite and not the ordinary people uh, far better than the present approach. Gentlemen, thanks so much for your time. Advocates Gavin Rome, SC and Suchaba Mohapi, members of Group 1 Advocates and the Johannesburg Bar.